We get it. Reselling can be lonely, but we're here to change that. So put your earbuds in, grab a drink, and tune in to the weekly podcast made for resellers by resellers. We'll see you at the water cooler. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Reseller Water Cooler. Tonight, we are talking about dreaded cases and returns on all platforms and what we do with them when we get them and how we feel about it, because sometimes, I'll be honest, I get really, really, really upset. Um, This is Lindsay, and I will be serving as your host tonight, and I am joined with two of my awesome co-hosts, if you all want to introduce yourselves. Hey, everyone. It's Sam. Hey, everybody. It's Ashley. So excited to be here. So we are thinking about all the different platforms and all the ins and the outs of how to handle cases or returns. But really kind of just selling online or retail in general is full of returns. So in perspective, what you get back on eBay or Mercari or Poshmark is a pretty small percentage, hopefully, of what you're selling. So let's jump into Poshmark first, and then we'll kind of work our way through the different platforms tonight. So what do you guys feel when you get the notification that a case has been opened against you? How do you feel about that, Sam? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) That's how I feel about it. (laughs) I mean... Truthfully, I do still get very upset. Like, it's kind of just like disheartening because you're like, I put all this work into listing this and shipping it. And then, it, you know, you kind of like the way Poshmark conditions you is like, once you pass it on, it's kind of done. But when you get those dreaded cases, it's just your heart sinks, right? Is it just me? No, that's, that's so true. I remember the very first case that I had open against me. Oh my gosh, it really got to me. I was sad for like two days. Like (laughs) I took it personal and I know you're not supposed to, but the first time I totally did. So at least you guys take it personally. I get irrationally angry. I don't know why. (laughs) I am not an angry person and I have to take a second to compose myself before I reply to the case before I say anything. But also sometimes being on the other side, I've been a buyer in open cases because I've gotten something that is completely not as described or even close. So I do really appreciate the way that Poshmark handles cases now because it's a little more transparent in the conversation. But sometimes the comments can get really nasty and really personal. So I would take that personal because I had someone attack me in the comments once. So Sam, can you give us like an overview of what happens when someone opens a case in Poshmark? Okay, so when somebody opens a case, it's as soon as it's delivered, I think there's a certain amount of days that they have to, what is it, three days? Yeah, um, three days. So yep, they have three days to open the case, and essentially, um, Poshmark makes it really easy because they can they put the reason why, and they can conversate and explain what the differences are, why they believe they should be able to return it. If they say it's fit, it's automatically basically closed. Um, but if they say something wasn't as described, um, they can take pictures. But the good thing is, is that because it's so open for them you have the ability to also reply and add pictures. Um, It's actually, I don't know if this is a good thing, but somehow the world's aligned. And I had four returns this last week, which is very unusual. Oh, no. I know. It's so sad. I was, I, I get upset. But anyways, so I had one on Poshmark and the girl, you know, said that something wasn't, as described because it was fuzzier than I alluded to in the listing and the color, 
fuzzier even though in the listing you know how some things naturally have a like a fuzzy texture to Mm -hmm. the top of it I did explain that in the listing but she said it was fuzzier than I explained which whatever and that the color was slightly different but as we all know everyone's brightnesses and distortions on screens can be very visible but anyway she added a picture so I actually took her picture and took my picture and put them next to each other and you could clearly see that it was as described. So I personally really like the way that Poshmark has handled their returns. Um, what do you guys think? Have you had that experience as well? So on Poshmark, um, it will open up like almost looking like what? Like a group chat text message. So it will open up between you, a Poshmark representative, and like buyer, seller, Poshmark representative. So you as in if you're the buyer or the seller in whatever case there. Um, And you can see what they say and you can see what Poshmark says. Like they usually request photos, something like that. I honestly, I've maybe only had three or four ever. But again, I'm on a a different volume level. So it's a little different. I think for me that I appreciate how they handle them. But I also know that they have to walk a fine balance between supporting the customer and the seller. And so I've seen at times that they'll say that both parties, the person gets to keep the item or is partially refunded or that everyone is found to get whatever they want out of the situation because they have to balance that as part of their business model because you can't always be on the seller side and you can't always be on the buyer side because if you are, you're kind of, I guess, excluding half of your user pool. So when you think about the cases that you've had, have it do any stand out in your mind as far as how the process went? So I think just speaking from this last one that I was just talking about. So I think one thing we have to also keep in mind is that when the Poshmark person is reviewing it, there is slightly a delay in how fast they process those. So just keep in mind, you know, you can say what you need to say and then just leave it at that and then let them make their decision from there. But I think for me personally, if it's something outlandish where it's totally – they're just they just want to return it. It's basically buyer's remorse. I mean, I personally do respond in a way that I think is still professional, but it's still it's take out the emotions from it, right? So I'm not like, oh, you're lying or you're doing this or you're just trying to return it. I just say facts. I go, you know, this is what it was, this is as it was listed, and then kind of leave it there. And then if there's you know, comments back and forth and you can respond. But then at a certain point, I just leave it in Poshmark's hand and they can decide whoever to put it in favor of. That's definitely my strategy as well. Um, Sometimes I just, I don't even respond to the case. I just let Poshmark handle it. And that's just my mentality. I don't let it get to me anymore. Poshmark's going to take care of it. Ultimately, it's their decision. And I just let them handle it. I I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. And also I like, I don't know. I'm not going to let this app like dictate my mood or anything. Like it obviously does in some ways, but I don't need the negativity. If I can see it's going in that direction, just let Poshmark handle it. Y'all know I really struggle with that because I am, I am confrontational. (laughs) That is just my demeanor. And so it, requires me to take a step back. So I had a case that I sold a very, very nice pair of um, purple label Ralph Lauren shoes. 
that were European sizing and the buyer did not understand European sizing. So they did not fit, which then started her sending multiple pictures of her wearing other shoes and the size that she wears. Not shoes that she purchased for me, just to show that her foot was a specific size. And it was just foot picture after foot picture (laughs) after foot picture. I understood that she's upset. She did not get what she wanted or what she thought would fit and they weren't going to fit. Um, So I offered in the comments, please, you know, use my photos if you would like to, or, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry that they weren't perfect or what you expected. But at some point, there is some responsibility on the buyer to know what they're buying and what their size may be. And like Sam mentioned, that you can't return things for fit, even though you may be able to if you take something back to the Gap or Banana Republic or wherever you can if you're buying from that type of retailer. But from resellers, that's really difficult to do. I think that's a really good point about the fit of European sizes. I actually did have another case Um, thinking about it now where I had listed I think it was like an Eero dress and it was a European size or whatever it was so in the listing I put what the actual size was but then I also grabbed the size chart of Eero and then converted it to U.S. sizing and because Poshmark doesn't have European sizes on there it makes it really hard for us as sellers so I did just put that screenshot in there and then put it as the U.S. size converted but I also in the description put the European size so in that case you know they said it didn't fit blah 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 but then they said you know this is not correct it was it should have been a small but it was listed as a medium and in that case I just sent them the same screenshot that was in the listing and then you know I said this was pulled directly off of their website this is how they convert it and that's how I listed it Um, and then I just leave it there. Usually I don't comment on it. Like Ashley, like if it's a fit issue, I just let Poshmark handle it because nine times out of 10, it's going to be in my favor anyways, because they don't allow for fit. But I I think it's important as sellers to know if you're converting sizes back to us, try to put the actual size chart in the listing. I do that even for like Chico's or any brand that has a vanity sizing. Sometimes the brand ASOS, like the ASOS, um, they use the um, more European sizing, I know, for shoes and stuff. So even Birkenstocks fit a little different. Um, So I just... I I guess that's more of a preventative for a case. Yes. And I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if that would apply for eBay. Do you do that on eBay? I do the same thing where if okay. it's, I do the size chart and then I put in the listing. Well, on eBay, you can put European sizes. Oh, okay. So I put so. that and then the U.S. conversion. But I always make sure that both are in the description and in the title if it fits. But I think what you were saying earlier is important too because at first you feel really – it's like a personal like attack or a personal problem when you first get that notification. But I, I think it is important to kind of take a step back and just let it sit for like 10 minutes or, you know, an hour. If you if your natural reaction is to be super defensive up front, like just leave it and then come back to it and then write your response. So what do you all do when um, someone may not open a case, but they give you like one star based on something that's wrong with the item? So maybe it has a stain or a rip that you didn't notice, or maybe that it just doesn't fit. How do you handle things like that where you've already had your earnings released, but having a one star does affect your overall rating? 
So I just move right along, pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't reach out to buyers. If it's if I get a one to four star, I just move along. My earnings been released, but there's nothing I can do about it at that point. Is my mentality? I I don't know. I don't know if that's really the best thing to do, but that's what I do. I'm kind of with Ashley. I I don't respond. I just think if they wanted to conversate with me they they have the opportunity but I also know that some people don't like confrontation so they don't want to you know cause conflict so I just move on I don't know if that's the right thing to do and I'm sure the other people that reach out you know get great customer feedback but I just think I think it's different on Poshmark because no one can see that like if you get a negative or a neutral on eBay then Maybe that's when you would reach out, but not on the Poshmark platform. So I do respond to people who give one or two stars just to reach out. If they say it's something about fit, I will offer for them to use my pictures if they want, if they want to relist the item or my description, if that makes it easier, or ask if there's something that I could do to make the experience better for them if my description was unclear. And generally people reply if you do it in a way that is, I just want to learn or I want to help you you know, recoup some of your money. I've never had anyone write anything nasty back. And usually they'll end up changing the rating if you offer to help them in some capacity. Where do you send that? Like, do you send it to them in a message or on their... I usually put it on the listing. So so after someone buys something for me, I'll write them a little thing, thanks for buying and let oh, them know okay. when I plan on shipping it and telling them that I hope that they like it. And then if there's some concern that maybe they didn't love it or something was wrong, I'll reply on there just to let them know, hey, I saw your rating. I'm concerned that you didn't have the best experience possible. What could I have done to make it better for you? That's yeah. great customer service. See, Go back to my customer you. service days yes, throughout college. Yes, that's really so. good. That's better than me. Than me. <laughs> So I feel like we've kind of wrapped up cases for Poshmark. So let's switch over to eBay. So I know, Sam, that you work on eBay pretty regularly. So walk us through what a return looks like on eBay and maybe how it differs from a Poshmark case. So returns on eBay can be very different seller to seller. So as a seller who has a store, you have the opportunity to offer different return policies. It can be different return policies for your entire store or, you know, separated by category. Um, actually, just recently, I made the switch to start to accept 30-day returns. Um, it's a big jump for me because I've been no returns on everything since the day I started there. Um, but I don't know if everyone's aware, but eBay Open happened a couple of weeks ago, and they've instituted a new program about seller protection. And with this enhanced protection um, I just think that they're more seller oriented than ever before and I feel more comfortable giving that 30-day grace for returns um, I'm gonna test it and see how it works um, I think the people that I've talked to have said that it increases your sales anyways that's beside the point um, so you have the opportunity to select if you want no returns 30-day returns I don't think they allow 14-day returns anymore, but um, and then you can ha also decide if you want it to be domestically only or domestically and internationally. So um, I just switched over to 30-day um, domestic returns, and essentially people can return anything for any kind of reason. So there's different reasons, same as Poshmark, um, but it could be for fit, 
or uh, or it could be basically item not as described. So INADs are what they're referred to. And essentially INADs, um, where they're saying something doesn't match your description or there's a defect or anything with it, then you as a seller actually have to pay the return shipping. If it's something for fit or, you know, buyer changed mind or whatever, you know, that's not a defective part of the item, then the buyer will pay the return or you can have free returns too. That's the other big option, but um, they can open the return and then they have 30 days um, to do that. And then I think it's seven days to return it. And then um, after you receive it, then you um, give the refund and you could give full refunds, partial refunds. It just depends on uh, the situation. So do you have to message I mean, right, on eBay, you have to message and handle all of this yourself, right? You've got to talk directly with the customer. eBay does not get involved, or do they get involved if it turns into a big problem, or they don't respond or something, or... So it's between seller and buyer, and then if it doesn't get resolved within a certain amount of time, then either the seller or the buyer can elevate it to eBay to handle. I've only had that in very few cases where I've had to elevate something because I've responded to the return like within a message, but then they haven't responded. So things get closed. Um, But it's kind of similar to Poshmark where it has an open forum where you can send messages back and forth and pictures as well. Um, So you do have the ability to communicate if you're, if you get something that they're claiming as not as described and you believe it is, and you know, you can go back and forth and try to find a resolution to the problem. Um, but yeah, you have the opportunity to talk to them directly. Yeah. So on eBay, is there a difference between like, if I just buy something and I don't like it and you accept returns, do you just take that versus someone opening a case because something's not right? No, it's if you allow for returns and something, they just don't like it, then it doesn't hurt your account. It doesn't affect you in any kind of way. You just accept the return, you get it back, you refund them, and life goes on. It's not a big deal. Um, But for me, when I previously didn't accept returns, when I did get a return request for Fit, it was really hard for me to try to navigate that conversation because technically I don't allow for any returns, including Fit. But because I don't accept them, there's still a loophole for them to even open it and select that as an option, which I didn't understand. If I don't accept returns, how come they can open it? But anyways, um, it doesn't affect you in a negative way. I think for me, the best way that I would handle it is I would say, hey, I'm so sorry that didn't work out. Um, I actually do not um, accept returns, but you're welcome to use my photographs and my description to resell it. Um, but you know, yourself. And then I actually took this from, um, Julie at Casa Chic. She would also include, um, a little saying at the end that says, if you don't have an eBay store, they do allow for you to have up to 50 free listings if you do decide to resell this on your own. So I actually just switched over like this week. So I haven't had any experience, you know, with the change. Um, but I did set myself some parameters. Like if I'm selling a dress or a gown that you know somebody could wear to an event and then return it I didn't put it on things like that or um, some people gave me some advice around um, not accepting returns on you know like Christmas sweaters or Halloween costumes because those are you know people wear it and they don't want it after so then they'll try to return it 
Um, so I think just being mindful of what you're listing. Um, I also don't take returns on like breakables because if somebody tries to return it, they don't package it correctly, then it can come back damaged and I can't resell it. Um, but now I've just accepted the fact that I have to take returns. It's just part of the business. And in order to kind of move with the, you know, the community and with the platform, I have to make those adjustments for my business. We'll be right back after this break. I was looking up, I found a figure on cnbc.com and it said that the average return rate for stores is about 30% and for clothing, it can be up to 40%. And that's kind of like, I don't know what the right word, maybe like national average, that's kind of what to expect. So the fact that I've only had a few cases in years of selling is insane. You know, my return rate's super low and, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. It's just part of it. I think too, you know, initially a lot of us started off on Poshmark and I, said a little bit earlier that they kind of conditioned us not to expect returns. But then if you kind of notice what they've done within the the community and with the platform is that they started to allow for this communication between buyer and seller to help navigate some of those, um, you know, buyer unhappiness, you know, with the product or, you know, if they it wasn't as what they expected. So I think if you kind of take a step back and look at that, they know that it's inevitable and it's going to happen. So they're just trying to help facilitate the opportunity to work through it. And that makes sense. So let's talk about some of the other platforms outside of eBay and Poshmark. Um, I know I have only sold a few things on Mercari, so I'm not horribly aware of it, but I know that Rachel had a case on there where she had sold some jewelry that she very clearly mentioned were for parts only multiple places in the listing and the heading and someone opened a case against her saying that one in the jewelry, there weren't any pairs and that it was broken because it was. Um, So one of the things she went through a case with them and one of the things that she noticed is that there wasn't the same level of transparency as far as the conversation between all of the parties and that Mercari ultimately makes the decision and that's the end of it. So I don't know if you all have seen any other people within the community who have talked about returns on Mercari or have experienced it yourself. Any experience? I haven't experienced any returns in Mercari, but I have heard that the communication part is really disheartening for a lot of people because people can just open a return, it gets returned to them, and they have no ability to communicate back and forth. So I I know that that has been super frustrating for other people. I've only sold two things to be transparent, and one of them went in the mail yesterday. So I'm like, fingers crossed, please don't, please don't, please don't. I don't want to find out. Look at you going multi I know, I sold something on eBay last week too. So I'm wild and crazy, everyone. Watch out. I know. Who knows what's next? So... So speaking of another platform that also doesn't allow any transparency for returns, TradeZ. Have you guys had any returns on there? Because I've had one and it was really frustrating for me because I sold it and then literally like two days later, it was already in the mail to get back to me. And I had no, like I didn't get any notification about it and it was just like, okay, it's coming back to me. I got it and I didn't get paid. So I forget Tradesy exists for things other than bridesmaids dresses. And I don't know why I have assigned them to be the only place you can sell and buy bridesmaids dresses. Maybe because I've been in a million weddings, I forget that they exist until someone's getting married. So I have no experience. <laughs> that's, that's so <laughs> funny. Okay. What about like um, thread up? Has anybody had stuff 
returned on ThreadUp. So I have not sold anything on ThreadUp. I did. I sent a big box in for Lux a couple months ago, and I just took the early payout. But I know, Ashley, you mentioned that they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, that was a recent change. They're, they're not doing upfront payouts anymore. It's changed to consignment only. So I don't know how they're going to handle returns on that part. I was always, this might be wrong too, but I was always under the impression that they pay you and then if it gets returned, then they are the ones that relist it and resell it. Because and- I know there's a gap between when like something sells and you get paid. I don't know if that window covers kind of the return period. So if it doesn't, then you just don't get paid I out. believe that's yeah. correct. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Like it sells and then there's 14 days to return on I think it's 14 days and then the 15th day, then you would get paid out. So I think that kind of tries to cover you um, from actually seeing that it got returned. And that would be pretty similar to the real world, but I know that they have a longer window between when they pay out as far as when something actually sells, it's a pretty decent window of time. And you also really have no control of pricing on the real world, which makes it tricky too. Yeah, the real real is tough because one, you have no control over pricing. But then two, if somebody returns something, I I believe they can return it for any reason. So if it doesn't fit, they don't like it, whatever, um, they can return it after 14 days. So the payout works that anything that's sold within July gets paid out on August 15th. I think that's it for everyone. That's how it is for me. Um, so if somebody buys something on the or get something by the 31st then they have 14 days to return it and then the 15th day is the payday so then for that month then you get paid um but it is there i've noticed personally that the returns are very frequent on the real real yes well i know that i've bought things on the real real and i return them all the time and that's one of the reasons that i shop on the real reels because i know that i'm able to if i'm going to splurge and get some sort of designer item that if it doesn't fit or it's not perfect, when I get it, I have that cushion as a customer to be able to return it. But on the other side of someone who's trying to sell things, that's so frustrating when you're like, yes, I sold it. And then like two weeks later, you see it's back listed and on sale. Yeah, I don't even consider it a sale until the 15th of every month. So I don't even look at it really until it's like that day. And then I'm like, oh, what did I sell? Um, Because it was really annoying when you would have like a $200 sale. And then it's like, just kidding. Okay, so I thought it would be fun to kind of all talk about something that's happened, a case, a return request, anything like that, item not as described, and kind of talk about what happened? What was the result? So maybe it could help people who are new and they don't know what to expect. Anything like that. So I'll go first. Um, one time, this was a few years ago, I had a pair of Tory Birch flats. They weren't the Riva flats. They were another style, but they were super cute. But I looked and looked and looked inside and I could not find a size on them. So I knew they didn't fit my feet. I got my mom to try them on and... So she was like, they're a size six because she knew they were like a little small on her. So I was like, okay, I listed them as a size six. We were sure they were a size six. You know, we couldn't find the size anywhere on them. I put the size was approximate. I sold them and then a case got opened because they weren't the right size. They didn't fit anything like that. And so Poshmark approved it. And I got the shoes back, you know, like they were actually returned to me, the condition, everything was fine in them. We ended up like looking at them 
with a flashlight and found a size in there. And I think they were actually a size seven. So sometimes, you know, you make mistakes, it happens. And I don't know, that's just a memorable case that sticks out to me. I just took better photos of it, listed them as a seven, sold them again. Really, <laughs> it hurt my feelings at first, but it wasn't the end of the world. We, we all moved on past it. So that's just something that sticks out in my mind. I'm glad you're not lurking on it. So I'll start there. Um, so I, <laughs> as a buyer, I really, really wanted a leather Longchamp Rousseau tote bag. And so I scoured and scoured and scoured and I found one that was black, which is weird because I own nothing in my entire wardrobe is black. I have like one pair of black shoes. So I was like, I'm going to get a black bag and it's going to be timeless. So I found one. I asked the specific measurements. What size was it? Was it the small one, the large one, all of these things. I wanted a large one because you can fit a laptop in it. So I ordered it and this bag came and it barely fit like a toothpick. Uh, and so I opened a case because I looked <laughs> at the measurements of what the large bag should be. And I measured this bag and it was like six inches too small. It, it was also listed as being a leather bag. When I got it, it was, it felt like rubber. Um, and it had like a really weird finish on it. And so I opened up a case and it was resolved almost instantaneously between me adding measurements in for it and also showing kind of the finish of the bag in different lights and saying that it wasn't leather. Um, but the person who sold it to me wrote some really offensive comments about it. Um, and also leading up to me purchasing the bag, I made an offer that she called me out in the comments that was too low. And then she promptly accepted my offer after she wrote that. So I was kind of already off put by that. But then when the bag came in, it was nowhere near as described. Poshmark stepped in. It was resolved really quickly. I mailed it back and that was the end of it. And then I went on and bought a different one that was not black because I don't want a black bag. That's not useful to me. Okay. What about you, Sam? Do you have just um, a case that is memorable, stands out to you? So I had a return for an item that I sold on Poshmark. It was a Louis Vuitton monogram key pouch wallet thing so it was pretty small um and in the photos that i took i couldn't get a really good picture of the date and time code so i think i remember like trying to get it but i couldn't really get it because it was very awkward and stiff so anyways i ended up selling it and then you know i got really nasty messages from the buyer saying that this is inauthentic and I'm a scammer and all these like crazy, crazy threats. And I'm like, okay, like you can return it. I know it's authentic, whatever, just return it so I can get my thing back and resell it. So I ended up getting it back. And then um, I was like, wait, was it? So then I looked at it again and I was able to um, check the date time code stamp on it. And then I took a really good picture of it the next time and I relisted it. And then I sold it for like the same amount, which ended up being a good thing. Um, but moral of the story was if you're selling high end items, make sure you get all of the right photographs. So then you can back up what you have sold. Um, that was my mistake. I should have just tried a little bit harder to get that very awkward picture, but um, it ended up working out. So thinking about everything that we've chatted about cases, the different platforms, how to handle these things, what is one piece of advice that you all would give about how to manage returns and cases um, wherever you sell? So what would you say, Ashley? I would say if you're new, 
you're going to get a return. You're going to get a case opened. It's just part of it. At some point, it's going to happen. So prepare yourself for it. Like I said, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to affect your mood. Try not to let it at least. Um, just know it's going to happen. It's part of doing business. And you're going to learn from it and move on from it. And it's all going to be okay. What about you, Sam? So I would say that whatever you do, try to be as professional as you can. Um, think of yourself as like a multi-million dollar company like Amazon or, um, you know, Target. And they respond in very factual, in a very factual manner. So try to take your emotions out of it and just respond very frank with the facts and then just leave it at that and just be kind and courteous because you know that you've been on the other end of that too. You've been on the side of on the receiving side of getting something that you didn't expect or it wasn't exactly what you wanted. So just be graceful. What about you, Lindsay? Don't be a hothead. Do not <laughs> put out your initial feeling about especially for things that you know are completely not damaged and what the person is saying may not be truthful. There's a chance it could be. Everyone misses things. Sometimes you make mistakes. But to take that pause, relax, and maybe don't cuss somebody out because, you know, they bought a $10 shirt from you and you're having a bad day already, they're probably not the person to receive the brunt of your fury. So take a step back, breathe, talk to somebody else about it. Um, but also don't talk to people who will encourage you <laughs> to put in your initial reaction because yes. that happens every single time that I ask y'all because y'all push my <laughs> buttons and say, do it, say it. Come on. You know I will is the problem. So That's so funny. And don't post it on Instagram because it's not a good look. Yeah, I agree. That always makes me really uncomfortable because as sellers, we're allowed to make mistakes and as buyers, you're allowed to be unhappy. And you don't know if your buyer is actually following you. Oh so my goodness. You don't yeah. want to be called out for being truthful in what you believe. Hey guys, so we decided that we wanted to add a little bit of a Mel segment to the end of our episodes. We love talking to you guys. We want this to be like an open communication where you can talk to us and be featured in an episode. So I um, saw that one of our listeners posted... Um, a screenshot that she was listening to an episode and she had hashtagged it reseller water cooler in her stories. So I, from my page, I kind of swiped up and told her, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciated it. And it was home by Blake on Instagram. Hey, home by Blake. And she told me that Wednesdays are her favorite work day because it's the day that she gets to pretend she has coworkers. So we just love that. Totally made our day, and we wanted to include it here in this episode. If you want to be featured in a mail segment, reach out to us. Send us a tweet, um, a DM on Instagram. We'd love if you send us an email. We'll respond to it, and maybe you'll be featured in a future episode. So I think that's all the time that we have for today to talk about cases, returns, and how we handle those things. So as a reminder, episodes go live every Wednesday, and we hope that you listen to every single one of them. Even though if this is your first, go back and listen to the other ones. Um, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And be sure to subscribe to us so that you're always notified when a new one comes out, especially if we may drop a bonus episode so you know when to look for it. If you want to support us, go ahead and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We read all of them and get super excited, so don't be afraid to do it. If you want to interact with us or have a question, you can always find us on Facebook or Instagram at Reseller Water Cooler. 
We hope you learned something new today, and we were so excited to be able to chat with you all at the water cooler. Bye. Bye. Now go sell some stuff.